The following is a Bell to Bell B2B audio production. Bell to Bell is one of 50 plus trusted brands within the investor brand network, IBN. As a multifaceted financial news and publishing company, IBN uses its network of more than 5,000 key distribution outlets, as well as other corporate communication tools to introduce public and private companies to a wide audience of investors, consumers, journalists, and the general public. Our reputation for highly efficient communication strategies is based on the experience and relationships our team has in the space. It is Investor Brand Network's unwavering commitment to connect the investment community with companies that have great potential and a strong dedication to building shareholder value. The following interview may feature a client partner of Investor Brand Network. IBN may have been compensated for the production of this interview. Please be sure to read our entire disclaimer for full disclosure. Thank you. And here today is your host, Stuart Smith. Welcome back, everybody, and thanks so much for making us part of your day and part of your due diligence as you look for smart and fresh plays out there in the market today. And to that end, we're speaking with Genprex Incorporated, the company's traded on the NASDAQ under the ticker symbol GNPX. I want you to learn more about this company, and you can do so at their beautiful website, which is genprex.com, G-E-N-P-R-E-X.com. And of course, Visit Investor Brand Network, click on the Clients tab, and there in alphabetical order, you will see Genprax Incorporated. The company has decided to share with us today their chairman, president, and CEO, that's Rodney Varner, as well as their CFO, that's Mr. Ryan Confer. First, let's welcome Rodney to the show. Rodney, thanks so much for making time for us and calling in today. Uh, well, you're quite welcome. We're, we're uh, very happy to have the opportunity to speak to you and your guests. Outstanding. And Ryan, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you as well. Well, gentlemen, I'm looking at the website, genprex.com, and it jumps out at me, reprogramming the course of cancer and diabetes. So for those not familiar with your company, tell us a little bit about Genprex. What does Genprex do? And how did both of you become involved with the company? Rodney, let's start with you. Uh, well, uh, I originally became involved with the company as an investor. I was a practicing lawyer for more, for more than 30 years at that time, and uh, uh, the founders, other founders of Genprex were clients of mine. So I invested, and then early in the company's life, a few years after it was founded, which was in 2010, our CEO became ill and had to withdraw from the company, and I was invited to come in and uh, be an interim CEO for until a new one could be found. Well, it turned out uh, I'm still here after more than a decade, and I, I slowly worked my way out of my law practice and became full-time CEO of Genprex, and it's become uh, a real passion for me because I see that uh, while I enjoyed practicing law, we have the opportunity to do real good here at Genprex uh, on a major scale to help thousands of uh, millions of people around the world with, with serious diseases through our novel gene therapies. Uh, and with that, Stuart, uh, let's, uh, let's turn it over to Ryan. All right, Ryan, go ahead. Let's learn a little bit about you and your take on the company as well. Thanks, Stuart. Thanks, Rodney. So I've been with Gemprex since probably a little bit before it was founded, when it was in the idea stage. Uh, I am um, was, was very close and familiar with few of the other founders and the initial CEO of Genprax was 
a mentor to me. Uh, my background's in finance, and I had spent a few years doing research on emerging and disruptive technologies for uh, looking at them as an investment potential for a, an investment fund, as well as looking at them from a university uh, perspective in terms of licensing. And so the original founding CEO of, of Gemprex had asked me if I wanted to be involved in this, in this project. They had the ability to license this really promising oncology uh, program out of MD Anderson Cancer Center. And so I didn't know a ton about pharma, uh, especially in the oncology space. I I knew a bunch in in med device and other areas from my research, but it was something that I wanted to jump into. And as I learned more and more about the technology, it became a passion of mine as well. And and the fact that, you know, what we're trying to do in in cancer and using a a lipid-based delivery vehicle, and we're working with tumor suppressor genes that are naturally occurring in the body, it represented a, you know, a treatment paradigm that I thought was unique and, and different than, than a lot of other treatments you hear about in the space, particularly chemotherapy that has such negative side effects. And it was something that, you know, as I started learning more about it, I thought, you know, really had the potential impact to change people's lives, you know, as they're going through such a, a terrible uh, prognosis. And so I uh, was excited then. And, and, you know, here we are 12 years later and, and uh, being able to see that uh, come through clinical trials, see how safe uh, the program's been, and, and see the impact that we're having. Excellent. Thank you both, gentlemen. And Rodney, if you would talk to us about gene therapy. What is gene therapy, and how does this treatment approach work? Broadly speaking, uh, gene therapy is the use of therapeutic genes to replace or supplement the activity of the body's natural genes, which may, may be, in some cases of disease, they may the natural genes may be missing. In others, they may just be deficient in their production. And, uh, but generally, gene therapy is about replacing or supplementing the function of uh, genes that are not working properly in order to bring uh, a therapeutic effect to the patient. Well, let's learn then a little bit more about how your treatment then and how your approach is working today. Okay, well, sure. Our treatment uh, is distinguished from uh, most other oncology gene therapies, in fact, all of them that I know about, in that we're using a tumor suppressor gene that's delivered to the tumor by a non-viral lipid nanoparticle. The nanoparticles deliver the uh, therapeutic DNA into the tumor, where the the drug, our drug, Recorsa, does a number of different things to reduce or eliminate the tumor. Most gene therapies use a viral delivery system, which involves uh, inserting the therapeutic DNA into a virus, which carries the the drug, the genetic, the uh, therapeutic DNA into the desired area. However, viruses, as we all know, have side effects uh, that are often unwanted. And in some cases, these side effects can even limit the treatment with other gene therapies. And other gene therapies, uh, some of them can only be delivered uh, once to the patient because of uh, expected side effects. So our gene therapy, which is is a lipid nanoparticle-based, involves the therapeutic genes being taken up into lipid nanoparticles where they're delivered by IV, that is uh, systemically into the patient, 
they travel, the nanoparticles travel throughout the body and are taken up by cancer cells uh, wherever they're found. They target cancer cells over normal cells with, uh, they've, they've shown to have up to a 33-fold uptake in cancer cells versus normal cells, which of course allows them to kill tumors as opposed to the normal cells. They do reach normal cells, but they're harmless there. They've been uh, being tumor suppressor genes. Apparently, if there's no tumor present, uh, they don't, they don't uh, have any activity. So that's important for several reasons. One is with the, the safety profile of lipid nanoparticles, we can expect to be able to deliver therapeutic genes to many different types of cancer and also to be combining our, our gene therapy with other cancer drugs. Also, uh, because of our delivery system, we're able to reach tumors that could not be reached before because of uh, their location in the body, including potentially tumors that haven't even been detected yet. Our delivery system is also capable of delivering numerous types of therapeutic genes, not just our initial gene, which is TUSC2. Um, it can deliver these uh, other types of genes. It can target multiple types of cancer and can be combined with numerous other cancer drugs to potentially make them more effective. Excellent. Well, Ryan, let's talk a little bit about a high-level overview of your two programs, and it's oncology and diabetes. We've talked a lot about oncology. These are two massive markets, so it's fairly obvious to me why a company would want to target these two large markets, but let's, let's dive in a little bit deeper than that. Let's talk about what you're doing within oncology and diabetes. Sure. So in oncology, we have two clinical trials that are currently enrolling. We refer to our clinical trials in oncology as our acclaim clinical trials. Both of these clinical trials are focused on lung cancer. As Rodney mentioned, our uh, nanoparticle delivery system has the ability to, to target multiple types of cancers, uh, utilizing multiple types of genes, and it has multiple synergies with a number of approved drugs. So our Acclaim 1 clinical trial is focused on taking our Recorsa gene therapy and combining it with uh, AstraZeneca's drug Tegriso. Uh, and this is focused on uh, patients in a uh, population of non-small cell lung cancer. This has an FDA fast-track designation. We just completed uh, the phase one portion of this uh, clinical trial recently and, and released interim results at a, a major conference. We also have our Acclaim 2 clinical trial, which is focused in non-small cell lung cancer as well. And this is with, uh, in combination with a drug uh, from Merck called Keytruda. And this also has an FDA fast-track designation associated with it. And then uh, we have a third clinical trial in, in oncology, uh, specifically in small cell lung cancer. So with the non-small cell lung cancer and small cell lung cancer programs, we are effectively targeting all of lung cancer. Uh, lung cancer is the leading cause of cancer deaths. There's over 2 million uh, new cases worldwide uh, every single year. It has an annual mortality rate in the U.S. of almost 130,000 per year. Uh, the global market is, is extremely large, expected to be about $50 billion by 2026. Unfortunately, with, with lung cancer patients, the average survival rate, five-year survival rate uh, of those with lung cancer is about 18.6%. And those that have metastatic lung cancer, it's even lower than that. 
unfortunately, uh, resistance to a number of approved therapies, which include Tegriso and Keytruda, which are the subject of our clinical trials, uh, the combination uh, thereof, uh, inevitably the patients become resistant to those treatments. And so what we are doing with our acclaimed clinical trials is we are introducing our recourse to therapy in combination with Tegriso and Keytruda once they've failed or are no longer responding to those treatments. So we are essentially opening treatment availability back up to these patients where they otherwise wouldn't have it. We hope to be extending the life of those patients. So I don't actually look at us as a competitor to the Mercs and the AstraZenecas in the world. I actually look uh, at our therapy as a, a complementer to them. And then outside of oncology, we also have a really unique diabetes program. Unlike the oncology program where we use a non-viral delivery system, we do use a viral delivery system with our diabetes program. However, we have a process in which we deliver it directly to the pancreas using an endoscopic procedure to be able to localize the viral vector in that specific organ. And we are delivering two genes, which we refer to as the PM gene, to the pancreas. And once they are in the pancreas, they convert alpha cell into beta-like cells in the pancreas. And these beta-like cells are similar enough to beta cells in that they can produce insulin in the body but they're different enough from beta cells in that they are able to evade the immune response typically seen by type 1 diabetics. So uh, diabetes uh, is also an extremely large market. About 37 million Americans have diabetes. It's estimated uh, almost 96 million uh, Americans have prediabetes. There's over 500 million people worldwide that have diabetes. So incredibly large market and the treatment in the diabetes space represents a fundamental shift from getting away from utilizing insulin uh, as a therapy. Outstanding. Thanks so much for that, Ryan. Well, Rodney, let's learn a little bit more about the team. Of course, we've got the CFO and the CEO joining with us here today on Investor Brand Network. But I'd like to learn a little bit about the team assembled around you, gentlemen. So, Rodney, we'll start with you. Tell us a little bit about the team you've surrounded yourself with. Okay. Well, I'm really proud of our management team. Uh, I think we have a stellar team. Uh, Ryan, our chief financial officer, is on, on the call with us. We have uh, chief strategy officer and uh, uh, vice president legal, Catherine Vaxi, who is uh, has more than 20 years experience in biotech both in the legal uh, compliance side and in uh, on the business side. She has a stellar reputation in the industry and has seen about everything in, uh, in biotech when it comes to, to legal and business problems. We have uh, uh, Himant Kumar, who is our uh, head of manufacturing. Uh, he also has more than 20 years experience in uh, biotech manufacturing, including gene therapies, both lipid nanoparticle uh, and viral delivery systems. So tremendous uh, experience in, in manufacturing. And then uh, we have another person of similar experience, Dr. Mark Berger, who is our chief medical officer. Dr. Berger is an oncologist with more than 25 years in drug development, uh, having uh, led the approval of several uh, uh, other drugs in oncology. So it's it really is a stellar team. 
Well, great stuff. It does look like a deep team, and you can learn more about that team, of course, at their website, Genprex, and of course, at the IBN profile. So, Rodney, what are the goals for the company in 2023? Well, it's a very exciting time, and we have a number of goals and uh, achievements that, that we expect to happen uh, in, in the balance of the year. Um, we expect to begin the phase two portion of our clinical trial in the Acclaim 1 trial. We expect that in the third quarter of 2023. We expect to complete enrollment of the phase one dose escalation uh, study of Acclaim 2 by the end of this year, uh, we expect to dose the first patient in our Acclaim 3 trial, which is the clinical trial combining our drug with Tocentric in small, small cell lung cancer by the end of this year as well. In diabetes, we are working to finalize our constructs and meet with the FDA before the end of the year to obtain their guidance on the toxicology studies that will be needed in order to move on to IND. You know, you brought up something there I want to jump on because it's also on your recent newswire, Rodney. If you would talk to me about your recent completion of the phase one portion of the Acclaim 1 clinical trial and your advancement into that phase two portion of the trial, which you just talked about being an operational goal. Love to hear from you on the recent news. And again, listeners, use that ticker symbol GNPX to pull up the news on your favorite platform. I'm looking at Yahoo Finance right now. Uh, lots of great news for your company, Rodney, but specifically, let's talk about how you are uh, recently completed the phase one and how you're advancing into phase two of a claim one. Okay, well, sure. Well, thanks for your question. We uh, we did recently complete uh, enrollment in the phase one portion of the Acclaim one clinical trial uh, and the independent data safety monitoring board composed of uh, physicians who are not associated with our company made the, the decision to advance the phase one clinical trial to the next level, uh, the phase two. And the, the data showed that, there, that our drug has a very favorable safety profile and strong evidence of efficacy uh, in the phase one uh, portion. The, uh, encouragingly, there are some patients uh, on the trial that uh, have had experienced very long survival for patients in this category. And this is very encouraging going forward. We expect to deliver a complete efficacy data set at a future uh, medical conference, most likely. Well, Ryan, let's get any closing thoughts and comments from you as well regarding this advancement. Thank you. Uh, one thing I just want to point out, uh, looking ahead for milestones. I mean, clinical trials in oncology tend to take a long period of time. And the fact that we're using a, a lipid nanoparticle that allows, uh, that can be redosed is is pretty novel. Um, we, we're dosing patients every 21 days and following them and uh, as long as they're able to respond. And so that sometimes can take a, a long time to get through trials because you hope that they're responding for a very long time and you can, you can show benefit. Uh, but what we have done is we, we've taken some steps to design our protocol in a way that we have small groups of patients that we're looking to uh, in a phase two portion that we refer to as a expansion phase two, where we're going to be looking at small groups of patients and be able to give interim readouts much quicker than our original protocols. And so uh, we haven't given any, any timelines on when we will see interim data on uh, our expansion phases, but 
Um, we will be able to get the quicker readouts in, in our claim one and a claim two clinical trials once we get to phase two. And then additionally, we are really excited by the prospect in our diabetes program. Uh, we've seen a number of uh, companies, particularly in the space, in the past couple of years that have been advancing similar types of technologies um, and that have been uh, acquired or, or have collaborated with major pharma in the space. Uh, but we really believe that, that our technology is truly different than stem cell replacement therapies in the space and that a specific uh, a gene therapy that transforms alpha cells into beta cells uh, holds just significant potential for the space. And so we're excited by, uh, by the prospects of, of milestones, both our oncology and, and diabetes programs coming up. Well, listeners, before I say goodbye to our guest today, I want to point out something. There is a wonderful video for the company, and if you go to genprex.com and you click on the news tab and then media coverage, you'll see the video. It came out via Benzinga on June 1st, 2023. Another easy way to find that video is just hit that press release that came out June 2nd, 2023, using the ticker symbol GN. PX, you'll see Genprex releases new patient video interview describing positive experience in clinical trial. That is your headline. And again, the dateline, June 2nd, 2023. Well, Rodney, thank you so much for your time, your candor and your insight and your exciting company. We appreciate you and we look forward to speaking with you again here in the near future. Thank you, Rodney. Thank you very much. We appreciate the opportunity to be here. Absolutely. And Ryan, wonderful to meet you and wonderful to hear from you. Best of luck to you and your entire team here in 2023 and well beyond. Stuart, really appreciate you having us. For Ryan and Rodney, this is Stuart Smith saying thanks so much for listening. This audio production is an original broadcast provided by Bell to Bell B2B and all rights are reserved. B2B is your primary destination for informative updates and exclusive interviews with executives operating in fast-moving industries. We make market hours more informative with deep dives into the stocks on our watch list and in-depth examination of the trends guiding North American markets forward. Bell to Bell is another trusted brand under the Investor Brand Network, IBN. IBN may receive payments for corporate communication relations, as well as various press releases and social media solutions provided to its client partners. You should assume that officers and directors of IBN or financial analysts mentioned hold a position in and may intend to trade the securities for their own accounts. This interview is not an offer or recommendation to buy or sell securities. Information in this broadcast is presented solely for informative purposes and is not intended to be or should it be construed as investment advice. As in all investments, investment in the featured company carries an investment risk Listeners should review the company thoroughly with a registered investment advisor or registered stockbroker. This audio interview by IBN is not purported to be a complete study of the featured company or other companies mentioned. Information used in statements of fact have been obtained from featured company and other sources, but not verified nor guaranteed by IBN as to completeness and accuracy. Such information is subject to change without notice. Please see our full disclaimers and disclosures at InvestorBrandNetwork.com.